Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. Everything is awesome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. This is our 18th bonus show. And my name is Henry. This time around, it is just me, um, like it has been for the last few. This time, we are going to be talking about the Lego Movie franchise. So we're going to be talking about the Lego Movie, the Lego Batman Movie, the Lego Ninjago Movie, and then the Lego Movie 2, the second part. So it uh, should be a great time. Thanks so much for downloading either on our Bandcamp page or through if uh, you got this through the regular feed. Um, thank you very much for listening. Please hope you know you subscribe, rate the show, tell your friends, all that stuff. So, I guess kicking off, so kind of background with the franchise. So, I saw the first one when it came out. I think like most people were pretty skeptical about it. And so, this one, the first one came out in 2014 as written and directed by Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller, uh, who also did, before that did, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and 21 and 22 Jump Street. This one made $468 million against a budget of around 65. So, pretty big success. It was quite well received across the board by critics and with uh, audiences. You know, going into it, I was like, eh, is this going to be good? Is it going to be just total crap? And actually, you know, I and I still think so. I think it is awesome. I think it is so creative, so inventive. It looks, I love the look of Lego animation, even if it's computer generated. I think it looks great. The whole cast is fantastic. I think this is one of Chris, Chris Pratt's best roles, as well as a lot of other people's. But um, I think the variety of the worlds that they go into, the characters, the, the, the writing especially is so funny, um, so witty. And I feel like this is, not to give too much away, this is the only one of the franchise that is consistently laugh, at, laugh out loud funny. I always find it funny. I've seen it many, many times. It's very, very rewatchable. And so, yeah, I, I think it is... I don't know if it's necessarily underrated. I think most people like it, but so I don't think it's really a hot to take to say I really like it, but I think it is definitely one of the better animated movies of the 2010s. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is not only did have they, there have been discussions about what's going to happen next, uh, with the franchise because it has transferred, transferred hands over to Universal as opposed to Warner Brothers, uh, which we'll get into, uh, in a little bit. So stick around for that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Barbie movie because, you know, like when the Barbie movie was announced, which we reviewed on the regular show, I was like, wait, you know, based off a, a toy series, you know, toy brand, it's like, there's no story there, like that's stupid. And I think similar to the Barbie movie, I think this, you know, Legos don't have a story, there's no plot, but if you give it to the right people, the right crew, the right cast, it can be great, you know? And I think that's, so I think Barbie and the Lego movie uh, one is are great examples of taking something from nothing and making it very, you know, making a very great story and concept uh, behind it. So, yeah, this one, I mean, it follows Emmett, you know, who's this nobody who gets wrapped into being this chosen one, so to speak. And, you know, I think the concept there is and the ideas are good. It's like, you know, someone who thinks that they're nobody or who's who are told that they're nobody can be you know, this world changing person. So, I think it's definitely a good message. But, you know, even aside from that, it's yeah, it's just, it's just 
I, I never stop really laughing. I think really the only part I would say is the third act kind of drags a little bit. I feel like it goes on a little too long. It's maybe a little too much action, you know, kind of obligatory stuff. But so that would be, you know, what would bring it down just a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily a five star movie uh, at this point. But uh, and of course, that gets into the some of the live action stuff, which is funny. I think it just again, it feels a little too jam packed, a little too um, nonstop in the third act where I kind of start to lose interest. But up up until that point, uh, you know, it's. Yeah, there, I mean, there's not, I really don't have many cri- criticisms. Every time there's a little cameo with the like superhero characters, Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, you name it, all that stuff is awesome and the voices are great. I, I think, you know, being by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, it has the, it appeals to kids, I think, from what I can glean, but it is mature enough and very silly enough to be appealing to adults such as myself. Whereas I feel like some of the other ones, it kind of dips a little too much into, it doesn't have the sharpness that this one has. I think mainly because they directed it, not only wrote it, but, you know, all the terminology like the the craggle for crazy glue, you know, the bandaid for band-aids, uh, nail for, you know, nail polish remover, all that stuff is, you know, hilarious. And even if you miss that, it's not a big deal. But if you catch it, it's hilarious, you know, and, you know, like someone like Liam Neeson is so funny in it. You know, very underrated Liam Neeson performance. Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks, Morgan Freeman. You know, list goes on and on. You know, Chain Tatum, a Superman, Charlie Day. You know, all, all that stuff is fantastic, and I feel like it just it never gets old, in my opinion. Maybe I'm I don't know if I'm in the minority or if this is a movie that has you know people forgotten about. I I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people talk about it these days, but I whenever I see it on TV or on a streaming service, I'm like ah, I'll watch it. You know, it's always a, makes you feel good and. You know, Emmett is a character who always wants to see the bright side, you know, very optimistic. Oh, this is okay. That's okay. That's okay. And so, I think in a way that is also very uplifting where it's like the world is crashing down, but it's okay. You know, everything is awesome as it the theme song suggests, which I think is, it is an awesome song in my opinion. It is very catchy and it does in some cases get annoying, but watching it in the movie works, especially in this one. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I, I definitely would recommend it if you have not seen it or, you know, give it another look if you have or maybe if you didn't like it, I'd, I'd check it out again because um, I think it'll always be one of my favorites, even if I don't necessarily love all of the sequels and spinoffs and all that stuff. Uh, it still holds up very well, in my opinion. So, for this one, I would give a heavy four and a half out of five. All right, then let's get to the spinoff sequel, whatever you want to call it, which is the Lego Batman movie, which Will Arnett played Batman in the first movie. And then this one, it was so popular that they did a, you know, spinoff version with him. And this one is directed by Chris McKay, who also went on to do The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, as well as Renfield with Nicolas Cage, which we reviewed on the regular podcast. And this one made $312 million against a budget of 80 million. So still, you know, a pretty decent success and overall pretty good reviews, maybe slightly lesser than the Lego movie, but still uh, seemed to be a bit of a fan favorite. I feel like this one, I don't like this one as much as some people do. I feel like the reviews for some are like, this is amazing. I love it. It's so funny. It's be- even better than the, you know, the Lego movie. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I still like it, but you know, we'll get into that in, in a few minutes. But you know, this one uh, has uh, a, a big cast as well. Of course, it's all DC, you know, DC characters. And, you know, big one is Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, which is, you know, very fun. And, the, you know, the plot centers around Batman, 
saying, you know, I don't need, you know, the Joker. He's not important to me. And then the Joker being pissed because obviously they're arch enemies. And so the Joker wants to take him down for that. And then also Batman feels like he's being left from, left out from Gotham and, you know, Gotham seeming like they don't need him anymore and, and all that. And Batman, as well as the isolation of what being Batman would actually be like, you know, having this huge Batcave, this huge house, not knowing anybody, not knowing, knowing who you are, you know, having little microwave dinners, watching TV, you know, in your like man cave, all that stuff I think is funny. Um, my biggest issue with this one is I feel like the pacing, you know, this one is, you know, again, not directed by, this is not directed or written by Lord and Miller, uh, which I think is partly why I don't think it's as good. Uh, one thing is I feel that the pacing of this movie is too in your face nonstop. I feel like after about 30 minutes of this movie, I feel like it should be halfway done. Every time I've seen it, maybe three times at this point, and I feel like it gets tiring very quickly in long stretches of it. Let's say it's necessarily bad. It's just that there are points where I'm like, I'm, I'm really starting to tire out. I'm losing interest. Whereas I feel like Lord and Miller, they have a better knack at like picking their spots for high in your face moments. Whereas this one, it's at too much at 11 consistently to really be uh, totally win me over. But, you know, Will Arnett, very funny as Batman. I like, I mean, any any Batman story I like and, I, you know, being told in this context is very enjoyable and the uh, all the injection of the DC characters and, you know, this new perspective on Batman is, you know, quite enjoyable. It just, it doesn't live up to the first one as much as maybe some people may seem it to be. I'm curious if anyone has thoughts out there, Film Buds on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well as the Film Buds podcast at gmail.com. Send me any thoughts also on Letterboxd, and I'll put all that stuff uh, in the show notes. So, you know, this one, it I really like it when it's quiet. When it's big action, it feels it goes on too long. The animation is really vivid and in your face and constantly, like, very frenetic to where I feel I, I don't, I'm not always latching on to it. But, you know, when it's in its quietest moments, like when he gets back to the Batcave or that kind of thing, or it's just these normal conversations where it's the writing that really comes through. I think that's where it shines. But yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Uh, I wish I liked it more or as much as some people seem to, but I've seen it again, you know, handful of times at this point, I just can't, something about it does not fully click with me. I wish it did. Still fun, still, you know, one that I won't ever say no to rewatching. It's still very charming and witty and a uh, nice diversion, but just not a not a complete home run for me. So three and a half out of five for that one. Light three and a half. So next one. So you know, Lego Batman came out in January of 2017. Then the Lego Ninjago movie, for some reason, came out in September of 2017. I don't know why that was. I don't know whose idea that was. I think clearly very much a mistake. But this one is directed by Charlie Bean, Paul Fisher, and Bob Logan. And it made 123 million against a budget of 70. So not a success. Uh, reviews were mixed, uh, for it. You know, some negative, some kind of positive, but not really glowing like the first two were. And yeah, financially, not a, a, a kind of a bomb, I'd say, if, you know, a flop. And, you know, similar to the Batman movie, that movie had five screenwriters. This one has six. I don't know why they need, needed so many people for this movie. It's just, you know, it is just a kids animated film. I don't know why they felt the need for all of that. So, which, you know, compared to the first one, it's only two people, you know, and it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller writing and directing. Whereas this, you know, it's three directors and six writers. That's just too many, too many cooks, uh, you know, in the kitchen. And I actually, you know, I saw this one long after it came out and I actually kind of enjoy it. I, I don't, 
it is kind of forgettable, similar to the Batman movie for me. They're about on the same level, but I like them for different reasons. This one is a little bit funnier. I think it goes for long periods where it's not that funny, but then there are really, really funny moments. Like when the the villain uh, played by Justin Thoreau is meeting with his crew, his, you know, his uh, workers, and he basically inject or ejects them from uh, their seats when they try and come up with good ideas, but they're all terrible. And, you know, he just one after another, they fly off. Uh, you know, parts like that are really funny. Dave Franco is very good as the lead character, you know, and little characters like people like uh, Jackie Chan coming in, that kind of thing is is fun. It's just that it is fairly forgettable. The design of the world, the ninja world is awesome. You know, the again, the ideas of someone who either has a really bad reputation being brought to light and redeeming themselves or, or proving people wrong or someone thinking that they're nothing and then turning into this great person or this hero. You know, it's, it's it, all these movies have, you know, good messages and I appreciate that a lot. It's just that this movie, it is, there's not enough memorable moments. It really hinges for the most part on the humor for me. It does win me over more often than not, I guess. And I'll take a, a mediocre Lego movie like this over not. I wish this one, similar to Batman, was better. I don't, again, I don't know why they released two within the span of eight months uh, or eight, you know, eight or nine months, which, I, I, you know, definitely caused a fatigue with people. They're like, oh, cool. You know, Lego Batman, that was fun. And it's like, oh, shoot, we have, there's another one coming out, you know? And so, yeah, t- too much at once, uh, which, I, you know, probably a reason why I did not do very well at the, the box office, but still, uh, I, I don't know if I would go as far as say underrated, but you know, a decent watch. I don't think it's as bad as some people made it out to be. Still fun, still feel good, um, good performances, fun writing, a cool world. You know, the Lego animation is, you know, always fun, always interesting to me. Just not, not amazing. You know, it does not live up to the first one once again, unfortunately. But check it out. Hey, if you haven't seen it or if you're skeptical about it, just give it a check. If you liked, more, you know, any of the other films in the, the franchise, I, I would definitely at least give it a poke. You never know. All right. Let's get to the last one to date, which is the Lego Movie 2, the second part. This one came out in 2019 and is directed by Mike Mitchell, who also did Shrek Forever After, Alvin Chipmunks is going to be doing the new Kung Fu Panda, as well as the first Trolls movie. And this one made... 199 million against a budget of 99 million. I don't know why 99 million seems kind of an odd number to stop at. I don't know why they wouldn't just make it 100 or 95, but um, this one is written by Chris Lord and, uh, sorry, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, you know, who of course were uh, the creators of the first one, but you know, they did not direct, unfortunately. This one, you know, as, as I was saying, the box office, not amazing. Uh, you know, I would say that was probably a flop as well because, you know, marketing costs and all that stuff did not, definitely not enough to really be a, a hit. Reviews were okay. And I remember wanting to see this and I did see it in the, in the theater. And I will just go ahead and say this is my least favorite of the four. I think not having Phil Lauren and Chris Miller direct this is a mistake. It's similar to when they wrote and directed the first Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but then they only wrote the second one and they had a different director. There's something about their finesse, their wit and charm as directors that really works. And when they're not there, their writing doesn't come through as much. Um, and which, you know, this one I find, you know, brings back, you know, most of the original cast, uh, injects some new people who I don't like for the most part. Um, I think the plot overall is not that interesting. It's not that funny. 
I find there's not as many good ideas. There's way too many dance and music numbers where it feels like they're just stretching the plot out or, uh, you know, not enough there for a full movie. And, you know, I enjoy the Armageddon world. Things gone to, gone to crap, but it's just not, yeah, it's similar to the Batman movie. It's just tiring. I find it very either tiring, boring, or just frustrating. It's just something about the humor just doesn't work for me for the most part. There are, you know, some funny, funny moments and the cast is still, you know, quite good. It's just, and even visually, I feel like the whole movie is so dark. It's just dark blues and blacks and grays and it just does not have any very little visual stimulation for me, especially compared to the first few. This is definitely the worst looking for me design wise. I've only, I've saw this once in theaters, was very disappointed, rewatched it a while back. Same thing, probably even liked it less. Just not much there. Very disappointing, even compared to some of the spinoffs, which aren't amazing, but I'd say those are better than this one. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. I wish, wish it was a lot better. Uh, and I think that it was not, they, you know, you should let Phil Lord and Chris Miller direct this. I don't know if they chose not to do it or if that was the studio's choice, but whatever. Uh, the reason was that was a mistake, in my opinion. So yeah, it's least favorite. I doubt it'll really change much. You know, it's, I, it was about five years in between each viewing and, you know, not much, not much changed. Like Tiffany Haddish is in this one. Stephanie Beatriz is in this one, which are, you know, new faces. But I think those characters, neither of those characters really work for me. They're both pretty annoying, to be honest. I, I like both of those actresses, but I think the performances with the character, the writing just doesn't really, it's not very enjoyable for me. Maybe. I'm in the minority on that. I don't know, but it, I'm not a big fan of it. So, Emmett is really the strong point and Elizabeth Banks as well. But it's just, yeah, there's not enough bringing forward to really make me care or really be funny enough to make the the lesser parts not be uh, not be noticed, you know. So, I, I'm, yeah, not really a fan of the movie, unfortunately. Is what it is, I guess. But So, quickly, I do want to touch on uh, the main reason I wanted to do this is there are talks about what's going to happen next because Warner Brothers transferred the rights over to Universal and Universal wants to do some kind of animation and then live action hybrid. I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, there are live action moments in the previous ones. I don't know if they're wanting to do that more. I kind of hope not, but that's their plan. Uh, and then they are going to be the next movie, which I guess will be, I don't know if it's going to be the Lego movie three or if it's going to be just like the Lego movie reboot. You know, I, I'm not, there's no concrete details on it at this point. Adam and Aaron Nee, who directed The Lost City, um, are going to be attached to the project. And there's, I guess the main question for me is that I don't know if Chris Pratt and all those characters and actors are going to come back. I hope so. I feel like they're going to probably be like, oh, no, we're going to re reboot this, restart it their own way. New cast. Sorry. I feel like that's probably what's going to it's going to be. I don't think they're going to continue Emmett's story as much as I would like them to because I think he's a pretty awesome character. So, yeah, that's where we're at now. I think probably in the next two or so years, we should see that movie, whatever it ends up being. I am a little hesitant, you know, even though I did love Lego Movie 2. I still would like to see maybe Lego Movie 3, even, you know, in whatever fashion. Maybe that's what we'll get. We'll see. But yeah, that is what has been revealed to us at this point. And so, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'll try and keep you all updated on the regular show as much as I can when I hear stuff. But yeah, wanted to talk about these movies because I think it is an interesting franchise and there's a lot you could do with it considering there is no story. You know, it's like, all right, well, what can we do with it? You know, where where do we want to go? What world do we want to go into next? I think that's pretty endless possibility. So, in the right hands, the right crew, right cast. It could be awesome. And I hope that they keep making them, you know, even if everyone isn't a masterpiece. So, again, FilmBuds, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us there, subscribe, rate the show, 
Go to thefilmbuds.bandcamp.com uh, if you haven't already to get more bonus shows like this. Uh, just $1 donations or more. They just go to help support the upkeep of the show. So we really appreciate when you all do that. If not, just hey, stay subscribed to the show. Share it with friends, family, all that stuff. Really would appreciate it. And yeah, well, I love being here. Um, even if it's just me, you know, Elle will get into doing some bonus shows on her own as well. And we'll do some together. Uh, but I right now I just have some time to do stuff on my own. So I figured, hey, why not get some content out there, spread the word. All right, well, you know, hope you enjoyed it. Have as much as I did. And I'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.